This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, power hour inside the locker room here. Hour number two on a Friday or Friday, however you look at your work week. Um, Wolf, you know, so this story's kind of been gaining traction and I feel like I have to bring it up. The little Um, yellow towels? (laughs) No, more than the little yellow. You know, even better than little yellow towels. Um, You know, I'm just not a good Joey Porter guy. I I don't stir the pot very well. You know, it's just, you got to have a gift for doing that, don't you, Max? Yeah, yeah. You know, but it, 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 take, it, takes, it takes a special kind of uh, disposition, <laughs> shall we say. There it's you a go. special disposition. Like, you know, so, somebody forgot your milk and your Cheerios, you know, type, <laughs> type of personality. There you go. Um, and and now, yeah, now everybody in your wake was the person that forgot your milk and your Cheerios. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> I, I we, we just we can't go there because we're just like I just go to the store and get some milk. I'm like I'm not going to eat these Cheerios <laughs> without milk. I mean, you know I'm not a savage. I have standards, you know. <laughs> and if you didn't do it, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it we have a different you. mentality, Wolf? We can't, you know. It, it yeah, yeah. You just got to be you just wake <laughs> up and just just pissed off that your feet are on the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like I. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we we don't have that gene. We don't no, have that gene. Don't have that but gene. Little, and we leave that to the professionals, right? <laughs> there you go. There you go. I just leave it at that. Yes, but uh, but this story is beginning to, and this is a pretty funny one. I love it. Okay. Um, so apparently on social media, I'm, I'm not, I don't even know if it's just X or Instagram or whoever. Um, but apparently, a Baltimore Ravens fan hmm. went to go buy a hat for his kid and he apparently bought the hat because it had the Ravens logo on it but if you notice like the new hats have have like the logo on the front then kind of it's like a half hat um and then below it it has like the, the team name below it kind of in like a lighter it's like gray and then kind of like a darker gray has like kind of the outline of the team name well apparently this fan bought a Ravens hat but in the underneath in stitching, it said, <laughs> it said Steelers. No. <laughs> yes, and the fan snapped a picture for it. He's like, and this dude, I guess, was like, uh, his his handle was like two brothers. Yes. Uh, he said, "Hey, at Ravens, what is up with this hat? My friend just purchased at the team store. Look at the text under the logo." And so he snaps the receipt that he bought it at the Ravens official team store. And then he snapped a picture of the hat, which has the, you know, the Ravens logo, which is the Raven head right. with the B on the side of it. And then there's lines. And then below it, it says Steelers. <laughs> oh, I love it. Wes just dialed up a picture of it. And I- <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what it is. You talk about, te- you know, this, well, yeah, it is. There's no denying. You take a look at that picture, and you can see plainly in big letters where it says Steelers, and it, oh, it's, it's so, so yeah, glorious. It is. It is glorious. I I gotta just imagine that they're having a conniption down there in Baltimore when somebody gets oh. a gander at that, and you get people. How did it? How could it even get to the store and not be seen? 
Somebody didn't because flag they that. They probably looked at the logo. They probably just looked at the logo, and realized, oh, we're doing all AFC North anyways. <laughs> you know, yeah, but it, probably, it, it, it doesn't make sense. It's, but it's so glorious, isn't it, Wolf? Oh, it is beautiful. It's so glorious, and you know that that just leads me to my next topic. Okay. Sure. Which is, you know, I was going, I was going through, you know, our notes and everything, and you know, you're getting ready for the game. And did you know Uh-oh. that the Steelers are have have the second best winning percentage when trailing at halftime since 2020? No. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 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 We have a 42 point, yeah, 42.6% chance. Uh, winning uh, when trailing at halftime. Um, the only team better than us, which is a ridiculous number, is the Kansas City Chiefs, but it's also a ridiculously small sample size. So we have the most wins when trailing at halftime since 2020. We have 14 wins, um, uh, but we have 19 losses and one tie. Um, that's a 42, uh, 42.6%. Uh, hmm. The number one team is the Kansas City Chiefs. And obviously since 2020, Patrick Mahomes has been there the entire time. Right. So they're 9-3, and three, which is a 75% win, winning hmm. percentage, which, you know, they only 12 total games where they're trailing. You know what I'm saying? So right. they're in a different stratosphere. But the team below us is the Baltimore Ravens at 31%. They're 5-11. and 11. But I was looking through, I was just looking at just the sheer number. We have... 33 games wow. since 2020 where we've been behind, but we've won 14 of those. Wow. That's a, that's a, that, I mean, that, that's a pretty good percentage considering the next closest is the Ravens at number three at 31%. So talking about 11% chance, better chance of winning than the next closest um, at number three. Um, also, we are third in the league. We're actually tied with the Ravens, which is pretty funny. Um, with uh, with highest regular season home winning percentage since 2001. So since the 21st century, Wolf, okay. we are the third best home win team in the league. Hmm. So I thought that was, that, was, that, was, that was pretty awesome. We are 128 and 50 and two um, at home. That's pretty good. Season. Now, who would be ahead of us? Would Green Bay be one of those? Green Bay would be ahead, and they're ahead by one victory oh. um, and two losses less. So they're 129-48-2. So it's two less games total than we have, but they have one more victory than us. Mm. You know, and that then could, number one is the Patriots. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, since 2001, right? I mean, you know. Right. Well, that, but, of course. That was the Tom Brady Spygate, era. Yeah. The Flake Gate. Yeah. Everything else. Yeah. A lot of gates happened. A lot of gates did happen. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and a lot of it too was the fact that you got the, you know Tom Brady, so yeah. you know that 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 rolled up. But that's going to drop off now. I mean, Mac Jones is yeah, not Tom absolutely. Brady, that's for sure. No, he's not. And I don't know who the next guy is. that's going to be. It's not Malik Cunningham. It's not Bailey Zappi. I don't know who else you can you can drum up. Right uh, from from the uh, from the land of forgotten toys to help you with that. <laughs> None of those are going to help. Um, but yeah, so I thought I thought that was I thought that was a little good mojo going into the game. It the is the fact that you know, and and that's also a tribute to 
the Yenzers, yes, Steeler Nation, yes, and those little yellow towels, aka the terrible <laughs> towel. And whoever printed put some respect on his name. And whoever printed those Ravens hats with the Steelers logo. Or Steelers and shout out to and shout out to the guy that printed the Raven Steeler hat. You know, <laughs> that's unbelievable. It, yeah. Yes. 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 Give him. Give Give that person a round of applause. You You are a national treasure, whoever you are, because you understood it. Steelers own the Ravens. There's mojo. Nothing wrong with that. There's Mojo. Yeah, we put Yeah, we put the logo out front, but you know what? We know what's in the background. We know who's running this show. That's all it is. Just a little subtle. A little, little darker gray on the light heather gray. You know? You know? Just just make sure you know who's, you know. It's just who's daddy? Who's daddy? You now, know? the one thing, you know? I, every time we do that that audience applause, it always reminds me that those people are all dead. <laughs> those, yeah. those, those were taped back in the 50s or 40s or something like that. I mean, geez, Louise. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. Just, what I know we're in the Halloween daughter. spirit, but that's My morbid. Goodness, <laughs> thank just... goodness we're close to trick or treating time. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say that in September, Wolf. <laughs> what can I say? You know, I, somebody told me that a long time uh, ago. You know my favorite thing about those laugh tracks—they're all dead. It's <laughs> yeah. not the favorite yeah. thing about them. It it's reminds a dead me. Laugh. Yeah. It reminds <laughs> it reminds you that yeah, it's a death track. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. My goodness. Oh. Oh my God, oh, Max! What's your All number right. one thing? Let me let me ask you this: What's your number one thing going into this game that the Steelers need to do? Do you have a number one thing? I do. Okay, I do. what would that be? Run. <laughs> right. But and, and and how I say that is, run early, run hard, and run fast, and run often. Yes. Yeah. That's what I that that's what I really want to see because I think that is the unlock that we have not been able to figure out yet, and I would love for it to come together at home in front of the home crowd, right? And to see Najee and Jalen just run amok on the field. I mean, yes, yeah, and then you know in the red zone, then then throw Deontay his 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 touchdown finally. But there you go. My number one is I really want to see them establish the run, get on track with the run, and really take advantage of an opportunity to run the ball. And I feel like this is one that, you know, if we can establish that, that puts a whole new dimension on this team. If we can eclipse that 100-yard mark, and if we can get a single rusher to do it, um, it would that would just be the cherry on top, but I really want to see this run game take off. I felt like we took a step in the right direction against the Rams on Sunday, and I really want to see that carry over and especially travel back home that we actually do it more often and we and it's more effective. Absolutely, run is number one. Now it's going to be difficult with these guys. These guys are pretty good against the run. They're in the top uh, what top ten in the rushing defense. This is a team that. Has got some biggins up front, and they they do a good job. But one of the things that I that that it leads to me wanting to see is because Kenny Pickett is completing seventy three percent of his play action passes. I mean that's seventh in the league. But they've only attempted twenty six passes, uh, twenty six play action passes, which is thirty second in the league. So in my mind, again, one of the good things that you know, you hope that uh, they can do is capture the momentum of the fourth quarter running game that they brought last week out to L.A. with them and then be able to establish that run 
and I would love. We've got to have some more play-action passes, I hope. Uh, I just think Kenny does so well with it. You know, you see that 73%. That's a hefty completion percentage of play-action passes, and I think he, he's just naturally got a – he's gifted at it. Yeah, and, and it, it will only get better the more we can run. Yeah. <laughs> the more yeah. we can run the ball, the better that gets and the more that we can do it. And it's just – it's such a central part, I think, especially when you have an open-air stadium – and we're getting into these more wintry t- style months. Right. That's when you it's got to kick in. It's got to kick in. I get it didn't kick in in the warm weather time. Okay, everybody's lathered up. Everybody's loose. But when things get a little tighter, when it gets a little more brisk on the breeze, right, right. if you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. man, those, hit, those hits hurt a lot more. And guess what? Those arms don't wrap around as much. You start losing <laughs> blood flow. Especially when you're like me, where the blood went all to my brain, and I was just frenzied running around inefficiently. Um, you know, What's my you can't excuse? Wrap. The, the brain, the blood didn't flow to my brain. <laughs> I mean, it did. It, it flowed so much that it, it dropped the hair. You know what I'm saying? Well, there we go. It's it's all good. It's all good. But <laughs> but I think the run has the run has to come, and it has to come establish become establishing factor in the style of offense when you get into this time of year because you know you think about this we got a three we got a three home stand coming up yep and that's going to carry us through the end of october beginning of november then we go to cleveland uh, and then to uh cincinnati all open air stadiums in the north so the weather changes you know it gets a little colder the the ground gets a little bit harder it's not as soft and pliable and that's when the run game needs to take effect. That's when that's when we're in true, you know, playoff push type weather. And the team that could, teams that can run the ball effectively in that weather change mm-hmm. are the teams that usually thrive this time of year. And I just want to see this because I feel like we have all the pieces. We have all we have all the ingredients. We just need to actually have that cake come to life, right? You know, because we've got we've got the workhorses, right? We got the flower that that's Jalen, and and that is Najee, and then when and then hopefully we get Anthony McFarland back soon, um, and then of course you know you, you you got you got you got the big boys up front, man. That's 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 the frosting and everything else, and you know the eggs is the quarterback, and and your and your tight ends in there, and then here you mix we are, it all foodie up. Yeah, 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 foodie in and out. <laughs> And then you know it's just it, we got all the pe- we got all the pieces you know a little baking soda maybe hey, if you want food coloring that's the wide receivers blocking I don't know um, you know we have all those pieces we just need to put it together and I'm hoping that this Sunday is a time where you can test a team that's pretty good against the run uh, and give them all they can handle and more. Absolutely, you know I mean I, I look at this and I and I, I think about um, you know the play action what it does when you can creatively do it. I mean, I remember back in the day, Boomer Esiason. Boomer was really good at, you know, faking the, putting that ball in the belly of uh, Stanley Wilson or, or Pete Johnson, one of the big backs, you know, and he would really run out his fakes and everything. And I thought he was really good with ball handling. One of the, I think it's, it's a skill that because of the, you know, shotgun snap and everything, it's not quite like what it used to be. You know, when quarterbacks would turn their back to the defense, 
that presented a problem for the guys because nobody was quite sure exactly when you went to handoff whether the handoff actually happened or not because a lot of times it, the sight lines were misconstrued because of the, the bodies that were in the way in the sight lines of the linebackers at the second level. So to me, you know, it's just one of those natural things. And one of the things watching film um, of Jacksonville is they, they use the screen. We Oh, I would – I'd love a little more screening, wouldn't you? Oh, well, well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Who doesn't? I mean, I need more screen, like I need more cowbell. <laughs> um, because when you think about like Jalen Warren. I could use a little think, more cowbell. Yes. <laughs> really explore the studio space this time. You got it, Bruce. I mean, really. <laughs> that's right. That's you know, right. that, that was that's coming what I on. Need for the screen. Yeah. Oh, I knew it was. I was just waiting for it. I was like, how long is it going to take Wes to cue that up? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, you just – we need more of it because – but it all is predicated on running effectively. Yeah. Right? Right. Like, you've got to run effectively to suck up the linebackers, to suck up to suck up the defensive line on their pass rush so that you can drop it right behind enemy lines and you can get the cavalry, you know, going forward, which is your guard and your center are usually the first two out on those screens. And then, of course, you got the exterior blocking or su- support blocking by the by the wide receivers – I mean, it just it makes life so much better when you can get the screen game in, and when you can effectively run those screens. Guess what else comes up? Draw. Draw. Yes. Draw comes up. Oh, that's a good. So point. it just it opens up so many different elements of your offense, but it all predicates on the run. If you can run effectively, if you can get in that magical four per rush category, and not be at three point seven, not be at three point eight, not be at right. two point nine, you know, if you can get to four. Four opens up so much more. There we go. I just made a rhyme. <laughs> You're so talented. <laughs> you know, four leads to more. Four so leads to more. So, four leads to more. Well, is it, Gosh, that's a great one. You know what? You're just all over, brother. I think you should. Down. Gonna you should write, should write that down. Look, their yeah. pass defense is not great. You know, I mean, no. you their run defense, I, I, I like the idea of it, but their pass defense, you're giving up 273 yards passing a game they're not they're 31st in the in the league um but uh, they've only got 13 sacks which it's interesting because josh allen which i've been writing about here's the thing that blows me away josh allen is i'm just kind of meandering about here josh allen has got only seven sacks but he's got 43 pressures now i'm not sure exactly how what constitutes a pressure you know is that a quarterback hit or is that just getting in, you know, the grill of the quarterback and causing him to throw maybe quicker than he wants? I don't know. I don't understand that. Yeah. No, I, I, trust me, we, we, we may never know, Wolf. Okay. Um, does a, if a guy runs by him and a quarterback shuffles exactly, you know, 2.7 inches to the right, does that does that count as a pressure? Yeah. Does that count yeah, if he right. shifts a little bit? Or what if he naturally just drifts in a direction? Does that count even though he naturally does that? Yeah, true. Um, even though the guy's not even within like whisper range, yeah. um, you know that, that's that. So I think that number is kind of gray yeah. as far as that's pressures. What, that's yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So so yeah. So I I don't know that, but but yeah, but it, it's something that we do have to you know you, you know you, you do worry about. Okay, well does that happen? But you know you know what frees that up? What's that? Screen. Screen. Oh yeah. <laughs> Guy's pressuring. That means that means he's only thinking about the quarterback. He's not thinking about that running back. They just slip behind him. That's Boom, true. Dump it off. Let him go. Give him the moving wall. So 
I, I think, you know, with the way that this Jacksonville defense, they are tenacious. Like I said, they do have two guys off the edge. So, you know, your running back screens or even some of your tight end delay screens um, could be could be better options. Now, obviously, you can't run one with Darnell Washington. Um, he's kind of a little – he sticks out a little bit in the crowd. Um, but, you know, a Connor bit. Hayward. <laughs> yes. Connor Hayward is there you go. a candidate for that. You know, and I think – and not – and not the jet screen. You know, let, let, let's make that clear. So, remember in the first drive of the game when Kenny threw that 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 uh, that screen behind the wide receivers to Jalen Warren after right. he looked at yeah. him one time and then came back to him a second time? Right. Like, throw it on the first time, Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't looking. But when you looked <laughs> over there, their eyes went there, and then you came back, tried to look it off, like, oh, don't worry about this. And you look right back at him and threw the ball. I was like, you can't do that. You, you you have to hit it immediately in that moment or else it doesn't work. So I prefer off the edge of the offensive line versus the jet screens, which go behind the receivers, and it turns into more of a wide receiver type of screen with your running back. Um, so that's one where I'm like, okay, if we can run more of those interior style screens or middle screens even. Um, but Aluakin is one of those guys. You have, you have to tenderize him a little bit first. Like you got to hit him a couple times, I think, with forward – forward moving run plays meaning downhill run plays don't run zones run man run double run right. counter he's not that big trap yeah he's not that big but he's but he's a sideline to sideline guy right so if you don't take something off of him a couple of times with a couple of hits by some big bodies right um he he's he's gonna he's gonna weave through there and, and make the play so you got to take a little bit off of him before you deploy that type of screen and that's why i say the run has to set it up so that they're on the so that they're on the tippy toes a little bit, not and not so much on their heels, because you want them coming downhill so that you can dump it over the top of them rushing through. So hopefully we can get to that. That would be a great, great start. All right, I'm gonna step aside here because we are now at that point where I'm sure Wesley's looking at you, looking to look at me, <laughs> and you can't look at me. So it's, it's, boys, boys, it's Friday. We whatever. <laughs> I'm good. I'm, I'm, like, I'm loose I'm done. today. I'm, done. I'm good. It's What's Friday. That? Who is WVU playing tomorrow? Because Wes, you, you're uh, particularly Disney, loose. Disney U, uh, University of Central oh, okay. Florida. You oh, know, first. Uh, hey, hey, you know, Max, you don't talk about my Golden Knights like that. Max, we're gonna uh, we're just gonna hand another Big Twelve newcomer their first conference win tomorrow. Can't wait. <laughs> That we is gave why it, you are we, in the laissez-faire mood. We gave it to Houston. <laughs> We're going to give it to Central Florida. And you know what? In a couple weeks, if Cincinnati still doesn't have one, we'll give them one, too. <laughs> Wes is losing his mind now. Yes, he is. Oh, my gosh. I still got the uh, Mountaineer little... quarter zip on today, though. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. There we go. You're ready. You're re- you're, hey, listen, you're still at heart. You're just you're just embracing it. You haven't put on the full paper bag over your head That's yet. That's right. So it's okay. <laughs> Give me time. Give me time. <laughs> Give him time. All right. Well, we're going to step back. We'll be back with more from inside the locker room. He's Wolf Starks. We got some ninjas around here. Uh, we'll be back in a minute here on ESPN SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, one of the interesting things I I notated to myself, Max, we were talking about this the other day. um, But watching game film from the Jex Jags, 
Watching that offensive line, I made a note and it says this. This may be the meanest offensive line as a group that we've seen so far. <laughs> you know, you look at these guys from left tackle to right tackle, from Cam Robinson, Walker Little, Luke Fortner, Brandon Scherf, and Anton Harrison. These guys are all big cheese whoppers. They're all very thick-type guys. I would say the best athlete among them is Cam Robinson, if you would ask my most humble opinion about it. But the fact is, as a group, these guys, they're, they're five five across the board bullyish. Yeah, no, they are a team that the five fingers do make the fist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and they want to punch you in the mouth. Like, there's a nasty disposition to them. They've decided... Hey, if we're if we are going to if we're going to rest upon one mount, let let it be the mountain of run. Let it be the mountain of tough. You know, right? <laughs> like they they want to run. They want to beat you up. They want to manhandle you. And if you give them your chest, you will lose said chest. Mm-hmm. They will try and punch a hole through it. They will. Um, you know, and, and and it's one of those things where if you run right at them, and I think this is where you talk about their susceptibility. Um, you've got to move on them. You've got you've got to shift the point. You've got to make sure you're knifing through. And this is where I think, a la o- Larry Ogan Joby, right, right, come, comes to play. This is the land of Keanu Benton, uh, Montrevious Adams, right. And and I would I would put it in, in the first two's hands more so than Montrevious because Montrevious still kind of runs. He tries to get vertical upfield versus on a diagonal upfield, right. Um, but you have to have movement with it you have to be more creative in your run blitzes you know we used to call it slappy dog right down down one around so it means you have right. two guys slanting and the third guy's looping around both of the slanters and coming off the backside. Uh, so seeing those type, i think those are the movements because they want to go north and south they want to get on a track and just follow that track and if you derail them off their track that's when there's trouble so this is one where i look at it and i say okay Larry Ogunjobi, do what you do. I'm not. I, I, I'm not going to give you handcuffs. I'm not going to tell you you have to be restrictive within this type of play construct. Go unleash havoc. Yeah. Right. Knife through. Pick a gap. Blow through it, and just see what happens. Keanu Benton, just be violent. Just be yeah. violent, young buck. You know. Listen. Listen. Go. Go slap a dude in the face, John Henderson style. Right. You know yep. what I'm saying. Just go slap him in the face and see how they react. Um, that's what you have to do with this group because. They want to be tough, and they've proven that they're tough so far, but they've also proven that they're tough against certain guys. And I think this is a different animal when you step into Acrisure and you step up against against the Steeler defense. I think this is a chance for them to really really see a very physical brand of football that I don't think Jacksonville's not necessarily ready for. I mean, the Jets are a good squad, right? but, you know, they haven't faced Pittsburgh. <laughs> and they haven't also done it, you know, in Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, especially Trevor Lawrence. I want him to be overwhelmed with little yellow towels and trying to reach for one to wipe his tears away. That's this, what I want. This could be interesting to see. Is this Trevor's first appearance in Pittsburgh? I think. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is because he talked about it. That's right. And one of the interesting things to me is when you watch first time quarterbacks that come in, some of them, when they, when renegade goes on, they turn away from, they won't watch renegade. I've seen it a number of times yeah. over the years as you know, be, being on the sidelines being down there, and you see when that screen goes dark, and then first timers to Acrisure or then Heinz Field back in the day, um, that was 
That was like a bozo no-no. They didn't want to see it. And I remember some of the offensive line would turn around and somebody would admonish him. You'd see him tap the guy, and the guy's like, okay, I'm, I won't watch it. But, you know, for, it's funny because they, they just refuse to look at the screen. Yeah, well, the good thing is we have that secondary screen, so they can't if True. they can't see the big screen, we got the little screen off to the left. <laughs> you know, so, it's in their so you catch lines. out the corner yeah. of your eye, and you can act like, oh, I'm, I'm focused. I'm fo- oh, ooh, that was a bad hit. <laughs> That, that guy still plays on the team. Are they showing current film? Oh, God. Well, the thing is, too, some of it is that you can see some of them have been there before, and they know, oh, that's yeah. me on there. I'm messing up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was me that just gave up that sack. Jesus, it was that hard? Oh, my bad. What a hit that was. I'm surprised that quarterback is still alive. Wow, he got back up after that? Oh, man, that's amazing. <laughs> Boy, it really is tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but I think, you know, but also, you know, it, it also, you know, for a quarterback to be on the field when that when that comes down, it's almost like, you know, when you go to those fancy seafood restaurants. Oh, yeah. And and, and the fish tank faces the kitchen. You know? Right. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, let's just look out at the people. If you turn around, man, you're going to see what happens. <laughs> you see the final result. <laughs> It's like somebody's getting flambéed back there <laughs> with the lobsters. It's like, it's like oh Larry no, Larry, 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 don't go in the water. <laughs> Did you remember? Do you remember Saturday Night Live with Eddie Murphy when they were taking calls yes. for Larry the Lobster? Was were they yes. going to boil him or not? Oh yes. man, was that? That's why funny. I made the Larry call. Yes. I, I, okay, all right. I was making sure that we were copacetic on that one. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You you, you don't you don't want that to happen. You don't want that no. to happen. So no, we don't but want it, but that. But it, it is what. But it is an intimidation. You know, I think. And listen, listen. It, Sometimes, you know, if the game's really good, you got to pull out a second renegade. I don't know if we've gotten a second renegade status yet. Uh, Cleveland. More so for playoff. A playoff game time. Oh. one time. This is the one I, the, the only one I remember. I think it was before yeah. you. Well, no, we had a double renegade. Oh, did you? Did you? Okay, then yeah. maybe that you were, it might have been that. I, wanna I can't say, remember. I want to say was. it was a Ravens night game that we did that. I don't, I'm not sure. Max, if it was, was it the, uh, was it the Immaculate Extension game? Or were you in AZ by then? I was in AZ for the Immaculate Extension okay. game. Okay. Yeah, for some no, reason, I, I feel like it, there was double renegade on on Christmas for the. I know there extension. was one in the Cleveland playoff game years and years ago. Oh yeah, three, right? Oh three. I think that was before you. Yeah, yeah, it was right before I got. There. That was the game um, that birthed the renegade tradition. Was that that comeback win? It was the first playoff game at Heinz Field, now Acrisure Stadium. The Steelers, Tommy Maddox, and Chris Fu Matamalafala. Brought the boys back. Fuamatu. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a bad yeah. ma'afala. <laughs> yeah. See where I'm going with that? See what I did you, there? You've, you, you, you've been holding on not to that to, one, not to make you, Not to make you guys, not to make you guys feel Most old. Most people just call him foo. <laughs> not to make you guys feel old, but I was like 12 years old when that game oh, happened. And that was oh, like, sure. like I go. vividly remember that being the first game that I really rooted for. You know, like. I remember the the Super Bowl loss to the Cowboys, but I was like six. I just remember my uncles and my grandpa cursing and crying, right? Like, I remember those AFC championship games against John Elway and against Harbaugh. But I... That that Browns playoff game was the first where I was emotionally invested in it as a Steelers fan. There you go. Yeah. All right. But nothing wrong with it. All right. Now, I got another one for you, Max. All right? Jags lead the league in takeaways. All right? All right. So, we, we got that. 
But in which they also have nine interceptions. And they're giving up huge yardage, but they've got nine interceptions. But in 19 career game appearances, the Steelers are 2-6 and six when Kenny throws an interception and 9-2 and two when he doesn't. Those are big numbers when you consider in context of uh, the secondary uh, the capabilities of this team. Yeah, and I'm sure they're going to be gunning to jump some routes, to be a little aggressive, to try and and, and make that true to get them to 2-10, and ten, but I believe in the 10-2. and two. It's such a stark polar opposite, right? It is. It really is. What an interception. Well, but here's the thing. Remember in the uh, – in, in the uh, Rams game last week when I pulled mm-hmm. out that stat, right? Yeah. Matt Stafford, 9-10 and 10 when he throws an interception as a Charger. There you go. And what happened? He went 9. He was 9-11 because he threw an interception to T.J. Watt. So that's where I'm hoping, hey, let's keep that going. But now I'm like, ooh, let's, let's not keep that going uh, when it comes to us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, it's, where the, it's where the pointing finger, you realize, <clears throat> oh, there's three pointing back at me. Um, you know, but no, I mean, that's where I think you you have to get, you have to get to a point where, you know, you have to be able to erase those. And I think the other funny thing is Wolf is that both these teams have the same turnover differential coming into, they're both at plus six. So, you know, with that, with, with, with that takeaways, even though they, even though they have four more than us, um, we still have to be on top of how we approach it um, and be judicious with that football. And that's where I think, Coming into this, that's why the run game is even more important, right? Because you also limit those opportunities where the ball's in the air. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, the, to me, that the run success, when you look at having success like that, then you got to turn that into something else. And that something else to me is it's play action. You know, I mean, again, Kenny's completing seventy three percent of his play action passes. Man, I would think he'd want to be all over that because for whatever reason, he has a, a real comfortability uh, with, with you know, play-action movement. And I think it just gives him extra time to be able to set up, see, purview, you know, take a purview of, of, of the routes developing, taking place. Seeing, you know, you got time to go off your first and second options uh, a lot of times because of the fact that it just holds people up when they're unsure of where that ball is. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and that's where having your full complement of wide receivers also helps you with that, right? Right. Because you don't, you're not in a forced situation. I think, you know, for some of the other games, and when you're talking about, you know, Andre Sisco and um, uh, Williams, both having three interceptions apiece. Right. It's usually because it's the go-to guy, got to have it, nobody else can get open. And then they're like, we know it's coming here, and they've been jumping those routes. Mm. So – you have to have the full complement deployment of guys out there. And, you know, I, 18 is a big part of that. So it will be very interesting to see where he ends up on the Friday report because I think that is a difference maker in those situations. Oh, that's a great point by you. I hope this is nothing more than, you know, maybe they just he, – he, his leg felt a little bit uh, tired or something, you know. The hammy's a little overworked because he ran so many – routes last week he took a lot of reps a lot of snaps um i i certainly hope that deontay is is able to go because he is he's shown again how key he is to this passing game yeah he had he has and and yeah fingers crossed right fingers crossed (laughs) okay i'll knock on wood and that would be if you hear that that's my head okay (laughs) the (laughs) nogginator yeah the (laughs) nogginator there you go we're all set now 
All right, let's take a break and come back with the bell lap as Max winds it up for the week. You're listening to In the Locker Room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, final uh, final segment. I was about to say final episode. It's not the final episode. <laughs> final segment here in the show because it's the bell lap segment. That's right. That Gentlemen sounds start just your like engines. the bell. Yeah, that sounds like the bell that was in my gym. It really does. Sounds just like yeah. it's a good bell. Once again. Yeah, yeah, that is a solid be- electronic bell there uh, to give you the ding, ding, ding. If you guys remember Rocky and Apollo at the end of Rocky, what was that, Rocky 3? or No, Rocky 2. No, Rocky 3. Rocky 3. Was that the third one? Yeah, the third one at the end where they're like, hey, hey, you call, you call it, Apollo. He was like, yeah. ding, <laughs> right, ding, ding. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. When, when they yeah. fought, it when was just them. It was just them in the gym. Yeah, it was just them in the gym. In the gym by themselves at the very end. The and very, then it shows, right. it shows Apollo coming, was it? Apollo coming with the straight cross and then Rocky coming with the overhand right. Yeah, uh, and then he frees it. And that's like, you never, that was a great ending when you think about it, you know? Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <just lost> <laughs> oh my goodness! Wouldn't you know it now? We've always got the best timing with these things. I tell oh, you. Oh, it just it just happens, and there's nothing you can do about it. You just every now and then it drops oh, out. So well, let's see. That's bad timing, dude. We got like five minutes here to get his final thoughts. Let's I see. know it. I know it. Oh goodness, Wolf! Well, I one tell of the you things. What. Here we go. Stay with me, Wes, while yeah, we're going you. through this, you. and you get Max back on. But one of the things that Jacksonville does so pretty well is they roll the chain 70 percent of the time that's above average man that's they beating what what i'm saying is that they they string together you know three downs get a first down string uh three downs get a first down so forth uh when they do that that's tough to beat because now you got possession you got time of of possession that is so important yeah for the pittsburgh Steelers. that has always been one of their keynote things is be able to hold on to the ball and keep it away from the opposition because that's Really, that's your number one defense right there. Absolutely is, and you're right. I mean, they have an offense that stays ahead of the sticks, um, and I think that's because they're so balanced. You know, they are that, that you know, you never want to be one-dimensional on offense thing that we always talk about. Right. They've done that very well. That's why they're on this four-game win streak. They can make plays with guys like Calvin Ridley and, and Trevor Lawrence through the air. Um, they have got, as, as you've mentioned, an offensive line that's playing well together as a unit. And mean. <laughs> and mean as a unit. And Travis Etienne in the backfield, who has uh, more carries than any other running back in the NFL right now. He's active out of the backfield as well, too, as a pass catcher. So, yeah, they you know, they don't have the uh, the perennial all-pro name that jumps off the – you know, they, they don't have the Cooper Cup. Okay. Right. Right. But man, Correct. they they they've got a, a well balanced offense again that can you know that can give it to you a lot of different ways, and I think that's why they do such a good job of staying ahead of the sticks and winning on possession downs. You know, you think about it. Uh, uh, I mean, you got Christian Kirk. He's got 474 yards in receiving. Calvin Ridley, 368. You've got um, where's the other guy here? Oh, I lost. 
and then you got uh, Trav or ATN. Yep. He's got almost 200 yards in reception yep. yards. Which I mean, again, you know, for a guy getting all the touches that he has, that's pretty crazy. It is. It is. It sounds and, like hey. we got Max back. Oh, hey, there you are. Hey, 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 hey he's hey, back. Hey. Oh, my gosh. That's always a frustration, right? You know, it's like, come on. Yes, exactly. I I had a great moment. But anywho, um, what I was going to talk about. What were you going to talk about? So I was was going to, you know, outside of talking about Rocky, I mean, we can always talk about Rocky. I mean, that's always something that's consistent. But I was going to talk about, you know, one of the things I think we kind of, a lot of teams kind of gloss over, and especially us here, uh, trade deadline looming coming up on, on Halloween. On Tuesday, October thirty first, so we're less than less than what five days away from the trade deadline and kind of the history of the trade. I mean, obviously, we know about the Chase Claypool trade that we made, which is amazing and and the most greatest fleece job of all time. Uh, <laughs> it's, in Steelers history, we have we have fleeced the Bears uh, that Chase Claypool. You know, that's like a Tom Sawyer. Dividends. That's a Tom Sawyer thing. You know. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll give you. Uh, you can paint this fence for me. You know, I mean, it's selling them on, yeah. on whitewashing a fence. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where's Huck Finn when you need him? Yeah, uh, really, really. But you know, it, so historically, there's usually been, um, you know, very little. Um, when you go back to like 2010, as far back as this research goes, um, you know, you had five. And, you know, 12, 13, 15 uh, years, you only have one trade. Um, last year was probably the biggest trade deadline year, which which when they're looking at it, I mean, the, tra- the, the trades that happened within a week of the deadline. Mm. So last year, 18 players were moved. Really? Um, before the trade deadline, the largest number, you know, in the last 13 years. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Um, yeah, and, and 13 players were traded away on the actual trade deadline day. So, you know, when you look at the, the history of it, um, the next closest was actually 2020 with 11 players. And right now we've had two so far um, traded within that week because of the uh, Terrell Edmonds-Kevin Byard, uh, the Tennessee-Philadelphia right. trade again, which... Howie Roseman, I feel like, has some type of pipeline uh, to Tennessee because <laughs> they've gotten A.J. Brown and yeah. they've now gotten Kevin Byard directly from the Tennessee Titans and have been an instant contributors. Um, Terrell Edmonds being traded to Tennessee. Uh, so we will see him next week. We'll see Terrell Edmonds. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Back, back, back in Acrisure Stadium. So I just wonder, you know. I would love to see him see back it? here. <laughs> yeah. Only wearing black but, and gold. But 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 my question to you, Wolf, do you see the Steelers being buyers or sellers before the trade deadline? I don't – you know, things are different now. I Traditionally, I would tell you right off the top of my very flat head, no, just because that's the way business has been done so often in the past. You know what I mean? In my past history of, of watching Steelers football. But you never know now. I mean, things are different. There's a new sheriff in town, and, you know, he, he, he's – He's big on some different uh, concepts than what have been, you know, the workings of the Steelers in the past. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so I just feel like if there's a great opportunity out there, you know, I, I'm looking at some of maybe the fire sale teams. Maybe there's something on Denver Ooh. that might Ooh. be attractive. Like who? they're looking. Well, 
you know, uh, what, what's the what's the corner's name? I forgot his name right now. Oh. Pat Sertain. Oh, there you yeah, go. Pat Sertain. I mean, if he comes up as a value guy, that's that that's one. I would be opening to listening to see what it is. If you you know catch him in a desperation type of move, um, that would be one. Um, Carolina, depending on how they're trying to realign and get themselves, I'm sure they want draft draft equity um, to see kind of what what they have out there to offer. Um, so I mean, so there, there's a ever, couple of teams. Can yeah, you ever beat the Minka Fitzpatrick trade though? <laughs> no, no. no. Well. No, but you you also think that right up there, for, for as far as a player trade, no, you can't yeah, beat the main You can't guy. beat that. But a draft capital to unload a player trade, definitely to Chase Claypool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the top two trades that I that we've seen in, in contemporary history that were just like, oh, my God, that was an amazing move. But I digress, Wolf. It is Friday, and we have a hard out here. Uh Next time we'll be talking, we'll be in the ball yard on That's Sunday it. as we take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, <laughs> the sorry, what? Jaguars. The Jaguars. You know, the Jay Asylum. So, yeah, little spotted kittens um, <laughs> to go with Trevor Lawrence's little yellow towels. Um, <laughs> but, but we appreciate you guys tuning in this week. And, of course, Monday we will have the After Action Report right here inside the locker room. Just remember, make it a great day. And, of course, bring those terrible towels to the to the good old Acrisure on Sunday and let Trevor Lawrence know that these little yellow towels are actually bigger than he thinks. Um, all right. There Other you than go. that, he's Wolf. I'm Max. Engineer Wes, a.k.a. the Head Ninja, uh, over in the studios. And, of course, Junior Ninja in training. CJ, the sensei of us all, Brian LaMartina. Everybody go out. Make it a great day.